Generational wealth ain't quick flips. It's long term. It's buy and hold. Yes, we could have made one million in two years, but we got the potential to make seven in five. What's going on, hustlers? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hustle Lounge Podcast. Starring Graham Hustle and Hustle Gang Chris. So we talking about house buying today. Um, house if you, buying. If you didn't get the gist, um, it's a lot that goes into it. Um, it's a lot of rumors. It's a lot of this, a lot of that. But we're here to clear it up today. Uh, we're going to provide as much content as we can. Um, after listening to this episode, if you have more questions, inquiries, want to know this, X, Y, Z, reach out, send a DM. You know how we do. Um, so... I'm going to do a lot of questions today. Um, okay. We're going to ask Graham a few questions. As he's bought, um, he's bought three houses. Three? Yes, sir. Three. So, at this point, like we said, we ain't going to ever talk about nothing that we ain't experienced. Right? Facts. So, Graham has bought three houses. And we're going get, to get that on the back end. We're going to talk about written. As I'm a renter right now. So, we're going to get both perspectives. We're going to have some statistics and whatever <laughs> to run through. But, um so let me let me think about how we want to start this off real quick. Well, what I want to tell you before we even get rolling, before we get too deep into anything, is that um, don't compare yourself to anyone else, right? That's big because I know y'all see social media is a gift and a curse. You, it's, it's natural that you're going to compare yourself to, damn, how they do this, how they do that, why they got this, why they got that. And Let me tell you what happened when you follow social media. This is how it's going to sound when you follow social media. <laughs> you're gonna do things out of pocket because you're trying to keep up and you're if you're doing anything and i'm gonna say this on numerous episodes so you go ahead and type it down if you're doing anything in your life to set it up to where you are trying to post it for likes or comments or shares that's cool but going viral don't pay the bills so when it comes to buying houses i'm gonna speak on that and i'm gonna speak on my experience and what i've done but don't forget that Uncle Samuel, one of my benefits for giving him my life, because when you sign the military, you give him your life, is for me to purchase a home without any down payment. So let's not forget that part. And I'm not ashamed to say that I don't pay no down payment on none of my houses. Because what's that down payment after that FHA? You 20% what? in. 20%. 20% is the normal down payment. Um, they got FHAs for 3 to 5%. But if you're looking at anything about 200000 3 to 5% is still about a $10,000, $20,000 bill. And that's not a normal stipend for a regular household when you're making only twenty eight to thirty two thousand dollars a year. If you listen to the one of the first episodes. You see what I'm saying? You know. So I wanted to add that in there because I like the applaud. You know, I don't even post when I buy houses no more. I don't want the love. Not for the fact that I'm not proud of my situation or my accomplishments, but one is that I ain't new to this, I'm true to this. And two, I know there are people who look at me like, man, nigga bought another house. Sorry for my words. But he bought another house. I don't want them to try to do the math to see what I put down. Because I don't put nothing down. Yeah. I am in the Air Force. There's no secret. I have nothing to hide here. Uncle Samuel gave me the Veterans Advantage loan that gives me 0% down. But they charge me a 2% fee or a 4% funding fee on the home. But we'll get into that later. But I'm telling you, don't get caught up in that. I buy houses because I see bigger pictures. But we'll dig into that later. But I do, before we even start, I want to let everyone know. 
depending on your status, renting ain't bad. Renting ain't bad. But go ahead, Chris. Okay. So before we get into renting, we're gonna cover that. Uh, let's let's what what steps does it take to buy a home? What age? This is questions I'm thinking for a viewer, right? How old do I need to be when I buy a home? What do I need to do? How much money I do? To, how much money do I need to make, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. So, so for the, for the average person, when you're looking at buying a home, um, you want to have a credit score depending on what you use, right? So, there's always different type of loans. They got first term buyers loans. They got FHA loans. They got uh, VA loans. They got they got the commercial, which the commercial, which is twenty percent down. They got all kind of loans, right? Yeah. You have to look at the loan that you're going to try to get, and you have to look at achieving the goals to get there. If you're in a VA loan, obviously you'll need a certain amount of credit. You need to have, you still need to have a minimum of debt, credit to debt income. So you can't have the newest Benz, the newest Charger, the newest Tesla, and high credit cards and expect to get approved to buy a house. That's the first thing. Um, you need to be able to show that you can pay a certain amount of money for a certain amount of time with your income coming in and what you got going out. The best way to do that is to keep your expenses low. Um, that's with any house, though. Obviously, if you're not in that realm of VA loans where you don't have to put any money down, you need to make sure you have at least, at a minimum, 10 to 20% down on the home you're trying to buy. That's the first thing first. Is there a specific age? Absolutely not. I bought my first house at 23, I want to say 24. VA loan, obviously, but it still took the mentality of saying, hey, I need a house with a two-car garage because I had an old school, so I had to have a garage wherever I went. I could never have the apartment kind of set up because I had a vehicle stolen from me before. So for me, for my anxiety, I need to have my car inside the garage to make me feel better about it. Um, but there's no age. I know people who just purchasing their first home at 50, but they are millionaires. So don't get caught up in the age. Don't get caught up in the, I got to do this before don't 30. Get, don't get caught up in the height. Yeah, it's no, it's no hype from buying a home. A home is just a place to live. I got a partner in New York who got plenty of money. You met him when we went out there. And he was like, I ain't buying no crib, paid 30 years, never lived there. And he's living in an apartment on top of an apartment on top of an apartment. And it's just the way New Yorkers live, right? It's just different wherever you go. So situational. Don't, it's situational. Don't get caught up. Buying a home does not separate you from anyone else. And I think everybody want to use that as a status symbol of, and it's not. I own my home, so I'm better than such. Nah. We know a lot of people that own their home are still broke. That's the thing. Is like we got to realize that is that, okay, we say owning a home. Now, what does Graham always talk about? Ownership. Yeah. If you are paying a mortgage on your home, you don't own it. And it's, it's a lot of arguments that's, that's saying is a home an asset or a liability. That's that stuff you be looking at, bro. <laughs> you always talking to somebody about something, man. This cat be killing me, bro. I don't know who he be listening to. But, yes, a home could be an asset or a liability or both. I'm going to tell you how I look at it. And this is my mind. Man, I could just, be wrong. We just conversation. We just rapping. Nah, I'm going to knock you out. But uh, <laughs> I don't look at it as an asset or a liability. I look at it as a necessity. I need a place to stay. So me working for Uncle Samuel is Uncle Samuel gives us what we call base allowance for housing. So Uncle Samuel gives me a certain amount of numbers, a certain amount of dollars to live in a certain amount, a certain place for a certain amount of time. The way I like to live, because I do have my own standards, is a certain way. 
his certain way, my certain way fits into what he gives me if I purchase. If I rent, it doesn't. I can't sit, I can't get into that dollar amount. If Uncle Samuel gave me enough to rent, I probably would rent because it's less uh, responsibility. But Uncle Sam give me this, I say, I'm going to get a house within that. Now, I do have my own financial rules that I live by. And when we put out our program, I want my house to be twenty under 25% of my take-home pay after taxes because I don't want to be house poor. Some people have a beautiful home. They can never leave it. They broke. They paying all the bills in there. Nice-ass house. They can't do nothing else but be in that mug because they broke. So I never want to be at that position in my life. But I want to live within that 25% range and under what Uncle Sam's paid me. So the way I got it set up right now is my base, my base allowance for housing, my home is under that price. Okay. So basically, flip back to what the question was. Um, just to wrap back to the viewers, you want to know what, where you want. You want to know what income range you in. Mm-hmm. You want to set up a plan. Yes, sir. You want to know your debt to income ratio, um, and you want to know what kind of standards you have and, and what you want to do later on. Yeah. So when it comes to buying a house, when it comes to the whole purpose of getting as far as getting prepared. Yeah. Credit. Money, etc. Mm-hmm. They got a book of consultation for that. We'll be talking all day for that because everybody' case is different, and that's what—that's my goal, right? Hustle smart. That's the point of Tap the in. of the consultations, right? If you can't, you can't buy a house if you ain't doing your budget. You got to start from the basics. So if we doing all that on the front end, if you really want to buy a house, that's where you—that's where it starts at. You don't you don't wake up one day and say, "Hey, I'm ready to buy a house." No, people who buy houses, they they knew that 2 or 3 years, 4 years before. And it ain't it ain't talk about it. They just did it. So, um yeah, so when you look at it that way, um yeah, and and that's just the thing like looking at what it takes to buy a house. Like I said, we'll be here for 3 hours because I can tell you how to get ready to purchase your house. But everybody's situation different. Everybody's situation different. That's why I set up the consultations, which are free. Hold on. They're free. If you call me right now and say, yo, my money's good. I don't owe nobody. I ain't in debt, but I'm looking at buying a house within the next year. How can you help me? It's free. I'm going to let you know what works. Mm-hmm. I don't know at all. I bought three houses, so I know something. So um, that's, where, that's where we're getting at with the housing part, right? The, so... You know, no, the first reason I bought a house, the first reason I bought a house out of New Mexico, uh, I was taking, I was getting serious with my old lady. I was like, all right, we might be together. You know, I was a player, player of the year. I'm top five, top five. <laughs> Hall of Fame, first ballot. But anyway, I'm like, yeah, we're going to be serious. The roommates was cool. We're going to move together. I got to have my garage. Like I said, garage, and me in a garage is not, is, is not a uh, debatable. You cannot, don't show me a house without a two-car garage, period. It's not even a question. Like, I'm not even looking at it. So, like, I got to get a crib. So, in, in New Mexico, right, they was paying us, uh, I want to say about 1200 BAH, base allowance for housing, if you don't know the acronym. To get a two-car garage in New Mexico is going to cost you about $1,500 a month as a rental. So, I was like, nah, I ain't with that. But I got to get the garage. It's part of the, part of the plan. I wound up paying $800 a month for my mortgage. So, I was banking 400 Correct, right? Um, left there, went to Ohio, same thing. 
two-car garage. Now I got to have three bedrooms everywhere I go. One for me and Shouty, one for a guest, and one just because. You feel me? That's always been my thing. Um, so Ohio, you was there, right? We had the guest room. I had my room, which was the third room, till I built the basement. Um, now this one we got now, five beds. I mean, <laughs> it was just, it happened that way. And it still fell under my budget. I, me personally, do sometimes I look at it like, man, it's way too much house, right? Go ahead. So why tell, tell, why is it more expensive to rent than to buy on the mortgage end of it? It's more expensive to rent to buy because you're paying someone else's mortgage. So what they're doing is you're paying what they owe on that home, plus you're giving them room forever for when you break something, the air condition break, or the maintenance that you don't have to provide. And that's the beauty of renting is that you don't have to worry about that. So... There's a lot of financial advisors that you listen to that say don't buy a home until X, Y, and Z. I follow Dave Ramsey. I'm kind of losing him now because I'm in the wealth building part. His wealth building process will have me rich at 80. Um, just how conservative he is. He's, I get it, the debt-free, all that, but we'll get into that to another subject, debt and all that. Um, but when it comes to buying a house and building wealth, et cetera, et cetera, he'll tell you don't buy a house till you're debt-free. I disagree. Buy a house when you can't. If you're in, especially if you're in our situation in the military, you're going to spend that same money to live in that certain place, and Air Force is essentially paying for that. Nah, buy that crib, but no matter what you owe, and just pay it, right? Because when you leave, you have so many options. So when I left Ohio, um, and I don't want to get in that in this episode because this 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 is just part one of this. This can so go so deep. So let's do part, part two to this. Part two after this. Yeah, we finished right, that so right now. All right. So part one on this is I bought the crib. I sat down and I said, yo, I'm going to buy this spot. When I leave in four years, I'm going to pay myself out of debt because I review the market. I knew I bought my house in a development that stopped getting developed, and they built the bigger development about 10 minutes away. So the 10 minutes away development was the eyeball. Everybody loved it. Uh, Waterford Landing, move here, best place in the world. Well, I'm living in Deerfield Estates, which is only 10 minutes away. It's up that hill. They stopped building there, but I don't got no HOA. They ain't building no more, and it's like one-of-one kind of situation. See what I'm saying? And then they started building around it. They built the hospital. And I seen all of these things coming, so I knew my property value was going to rise. So when I bought the house, I said, yo, in four years, this joint going to be worth something crazy. I'm going to sell it and be able to buy myself out of whatever I owe and be straight. How can they think like that, though? How can they? They got to hustle smarter. You got you to gotta look further than Friday night. So when I bought that house and me and old lady sat in the car, cause we want we looked at two houses, right? We had that one and another one. We looked at another one. The other one was four bedrooms. It had a legit office, like the double glass doors to where you can legit come into the office. You know, I'm all business, so I'm like, that's fire. But I was like, eh. If you turn the corner, you in the hood. Nothing against the hood. I love the hood, but when it comes to houses, I ain't trying to live there. I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Because what's the first person they can gonna say? Oh, this house is nice, but but. I, I can't want, go on a run. You feel me? <laughs> so we bought that joint out there, man. Uh, yeah, we made a nice little killing off that one. You feel me? Uh, and, and that's where it boils down to when it comes to house buying. So house buying is more so being prepared for the opportunity. When you're looking at houses, it's going to be an opportunity thing. Those prices, you have to be able to capitalize on the opportunity. So When, when the we time got, comes. So when Delaware came, and, and you was with me, because I came and poured up with you when we was excited. We, we poured bottles up, right? We moved to Delaware. We came out here to just, so you can ask my old lady, and God is my witness. I said, yo, I'm done buying. I, I don't like Delaware. I'm, I'm a witness to this. Yeah, I don't like Delaware. I ain't never been there. I'm about to just 
rent some joint because I'm moving. I don't want. I know I don't want to be there, and I'm gonna be there three years as a flight chief, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that's how I know God works in mysterious ways. Shout out to God; He the greatest, right? I came. We on the way. I came to look at the townhouse. Townhouse wanted uh, twenty two fifty a month, which was more than what the Air Force was paying me. But I was like, I'm gonna be there three years. So at some point in life, you're gonna have to realize that sometimes you got to pay over than what you want to pay because you're gonna be in there for a temporary situation. So I'm thinking to myself, Maya, I just cashed out big check on the last house. But I'm like, I'm going to come out here, uh, rent the joint. So we came out. We looked at, well, on the way here, we found a, a house. Because I like houses. I ain't never been no townhouse, no apartment. I'm from the South. We ain't never had that joint. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah. We, we, everybody got land. Everybody walked their shoes on. They walked to the mailbox with no shoes on, with their feet on the concrete type joint. So I pull up. I look at this house, right? We look at the first house. It's a big house. The houses I like to live in. But my man had a lot of situations going on. He had all kind of animals in the house. The house smelled like pet smart. And you can't get that cat piss out of no house. So it was like, ah, this is no go. He had like a five-bedroom joint. And it was under my BH. I'm like, this is a steal for a rental, too. Uh, but like I said, it smelled like straight cat piss throughout the house. And I hate cats. <laughs> like, nah, a cat scratched me when I was a kid. I caught hives. I hate cats. Like, cats, I ain't. I, I do. Okay. We ain't there. It's a bee cat. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't like animal cats right and so we stayed the night we checked a couple spots <laughs> we was looking for rentals the whole time but my whole my whole purpose of going to delaware was i was gonna pull up on my man crib who had the uh townhouse yeah i was gonna pay a month's worth of rent just to secure the townhome so i had a place to stay yeah and i called him he ain't answering the phone he playing games and i'm a businessman so when you answer the phone i know you're full of crap he finally called back hey somebody already signed at least the house gone the townhouse right and you hit me like they treat me like i'm broke yeah because i felt some kind of way they like treat me like i can't go buy a house if i want one and, and once they did that they turned me up because i didn't turn back into me because i ain't gonna lie i had i won't say i was out of my body but i had kind of was just i don't know why i was on the on the renting thing i think just because i didn't i don't want to be in the area i don't like delaware ain't no secret I tell the world, I don't like Delaware. Like, it's nothing there. But um, I would tell you, like, we had that moment. That's why I love my old lady, the GOAT, right? Because I'm telling her, like, all right, babe, I know we said we wasn't going to buy, but I'm not going to beg anybody to pay them pay their mortgage because that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. So bro had me pissed off because I told this man, like, on Tuesday – I'm coming up Thursday. I'm ready to sign the lease on Friday. We talking twenty one fifty. I got to get in the two thousand down and still pay that month of rent. And I still had a month left in Ohio, so he's getting a free five bands. Mm-hmm. And bro, just go. You know what I mean? So yeah. I felt some kind of way. Like my money good. We jumped on the site, Facebook. That's why I tell you that Facebook still is not the worst place ever. Even though a lot of people be on there capping and doing all that extra stuff, Facebook group. Seen his house. Uh, somebody was building the joint. They walked away from it. Shorty was like, y'all can move in within 20, 30 days. We on the way. Let's go check it out. Pulled up on it. It was clean. You you been there. You like it more than me. <laughs> I think it's cool. Uh, I, the master bedroom is not where I really want it to be. It's where I want it to be, but it's not big enough for me. I ain't been in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's not big enough. But it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It, it get the job done, but I didn't want it at first, but because of all the perks that came with it, being able to 
close within 30 days. And if you don't know about closing, when you purchase a home, purchase a home, you're normally looking at about a 45 to 60 day closing window. So when you look at a 60 day closing window and you look at me moving within 30 days, which means I would have to pay to live in a hotel for 30 days. This one was closing within 30 days, which put me in a hotel for about seven, eight days. Saving cash. Saving cash. Because I got to pay for that out of pocket. Um, and I'm going to tell you no lie, living with no rent is beautiful. I love seeing everybody who live without it. I wish I could live without it all the time. But the house had, it wasn't what I truly wanted, but it was enough to get me by. Like, I love everything about it. I really, don't, I really do not like only the master, ba- master bedroom. It's just not big enough. Because it's certain stuff like... Bree don't have her nightstand kind of thing because it's so tight in that corner. I got my nightstand because I'm a boss. But, you know what I'm saying? It's got everything. You know, it's cool. Um, If it was the way I would have designed it, master bedroom would have had more, living room would have had more kind of thing. But anyway, moral of the story is being able to capitalize on the opportunity. All right, buddy crapped on us with the rental. We seen this one for sale. We really weren't trying to buy, but when we sat down, this is the beauty of, and we got to yeah, take these notes, pick the beauty of picking the right partner and the beauty of being able to capitalize on an investment by having your money right. Having, being able to, cap, opportunity only come around once, so you got to be able to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. So we had options. We wasn't confined to renting nothing. You couldn't tell me nothing. I'd have had called base housing. I'd have had everything set up, but I could have made any option I wanted because I, my money was right and my mind was right. And when we went and looked at it, I'm like, yo, this joint clean. We're going to do it. Do you like it? And we still did my same principle, though. And here it is, bro. We talking about I'm about to be homeless. I'm moving from my, my – I think Ohio was like my dream crib because the basement was stupid. But we about to be homeless. We moving. We got all this going on. But the lady said, y'all going to buy tonight? A lot of people are looking. That's how I tell her. We'll come check it out tomorrow in the daytime. She's like, oh, people are looking at it. They're going to buy it. They're going to get an offer. Come meet us at 10 a.m. Or if don't, we'll walk. So you got to have that in your bag. Because we're talking $334,000. You feel me? That, ain't, that, no, that you, ain't no... Yeah, you can't walk away from that once you confine to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and for everybody who's listening, when you purchase a new home or if you get a new home built, it does not come with ceiling fans and lights. So when we went there blinds. at night... huh? Don't forget the blinds. Oh, man, don't talk about them blinds. Fuck them blinds. But... <laughs> It don't come with ceiling fans or lights or nothing. So when we went there 6, 30, 7 p.m. when the sun went down, we in there with camera phones trying to picture our furniture in certain spots in the house. And shout out to all my realtors. I love y'all to death. I'm going to get a couple of realtors on the show, especially from the crib. Um, their job is to sell a home. They don't. They care about Some care. Some really care to where they want to look out for you. But some of them care about getting their 6% or 4% or whatever. Um, and that was they think, oh, this house is beautiful. If you don't get it now, they're going to take it. Well, if I wake up in the morning and I can't look at it again and somebody gets it before me, then it wasn't meant for me. And they looked at me like I was crazy. But we went back in the daytime and did the full walk around in the daytime. Like, what you think, bae? This the one? All right, let's do it. I answered the FaceTime call. You. Yeah, I called a couple partners. And even though they don't have no skin in the game, Chris don't care if I stay in the mansion or a damn apartment. It's still a respect thing like, let me let somebody else's eyes look at it because we do get clouded out of emotion. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we do things out of it. I don't do nothing out of emotion. Everything is a strategic vision. So we bought this, you know, bought the crap. And that's now, I, now I can negotiate, right? Because I didn't, that wasn't my plans for that house. That was your plans for that house. Okay, you walked away from it. So look, y'all bought this house. Y'all built this house. 
this ain't my style of house that I would buy. But since it ain't my style of house that I'm going to buy, y'all got to take some money off. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that back. So, I mean, long story short, man, I was able to get the house $25,000 cheaper than any other house on the block, and it's probably one of the biggest. Um, it worked out. It worked out. So I would tell you God work in mysterious ways because if that dude never signed that lease, I'd be living in that little three-bedroom townhouse apartment. And what sold me on the townhouse was that it was three stories. The bottom floor was like a basement, like in my old crib where all my furniture and my little man cave would have fit. First floor was living space. Second floor would have been me, Bree, and everything else. Um, but now... <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. If you wasn't taking notes, you know, I'm going to sum it back up. Um, basically, go with your plan. Don't be emotional when you're making money decisions. Be prepared for the opportunity and know what you're looking for. And have all your S-I-H-I-T, if I spelled that right. Um, Did you? H-S-I-T together. H-S-I-T, what's that? Shit. No, it's S-H-I-T. What'd I say? H-S-I-T. Oh, we're going to cut this. <laughs> I, had a, I had a few drinks, man. Listen, though, what I'm going to tell you, though, I give everybody the same tips when it comes to buying a house. And you can ask Oos, Oos in the studio with us today. Um, you want to buy the cheapest house in the most expensive neighborhood. So, buy the cheapest house in the most expensive neighborhood that you can afford. And what do I mean by that? When you hear the word cheap, what is our what is our culture does when they hear the word cheap? Right. Oh, I ain't cheap. I got money. Ha ha ha. Man, it ain't about nothing. This is not a. Uh, what you what they like to say? This um this chess not chess. Yeah, this is. Ch- I never played chess. I never played chess. But I can tell you right now, from everybody who I talk to, they tell me I live my life like a great chess player. I don't know how to play chess. I never played. It. I'm sure I'll be great at it. anything I do. I touch. I'm great at it. But I got into the crib, and before I even signed the deal, even though they gave me the deal on the house, I did my. They call it comps, comps. See what every other house in the neighborhood is going for. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I was like, all right. Full bed. It's, it's, it's full bed with a uh, bonus room. They don't have a closet, so they call it a bonus room. But it's five beds, three full baths. Three full baths. So three full baths is unheard of. Three full baths is really unheard of at any house. You don't need to get two and a half. One downstairs, which is a powder room. One in the master bedroom and either one upstairs or in a central location. I got three full baths. Anyway, so when I seen that, like, oh, this is, this is a keeper. You feel me? Like, especially when you got a real big family. Uh, so they gave it to me cheaper than any other house on the block. So basically... The people who are getting the two, three bedrooms on my block, I'm cheaper than them. They gave me $30,000, no, $25,000, $30,000. You can't beat that. No, you can't. But, but, you got to put it back into the house. Yes, I saved twenty five to thirty grand on the purchase price, but I put probably fifteen grand right back in it. And that's, that B word you said earlier. Blinds. Huh? They blinds? can't hear you, man. <laughs> Speak into the mic. Blinds. Yes, blinds. Little stuff like that. $2,800 on a set of blinds for the whole house. Stupid. <laughs> but moral of the story is, and to sum up that whole situation is, be ready to buy. But I'm going to tell you something that happened today. August 15th. Yesterday, the realtor, um, and if you come to Dover, don't ask me who my realtor was. I'm going to tell you to get somebody else. She was horrible. Um, but I just know. The thing about business 
Ooh, hold on. Can we get in Hustle Smarter? Come on, come on. Sometimes you're going to have to deal with people even if you don't rock with them. Sometimes people are going to do some stuff that you ain't going to agree with. I would never do business with this realtor again. Comma. For some reason, she sells houses that are not worth what they're worth at a higher price, so I might do business with her again. Because me giving her 6%, even though I don't really rock with her, going to make me probably 10% more than rocking with anybody else. It's business. It's business. I don't like her. She was the worst person, worst realtor I ever dealt with, number one. She was not business-wise. One, you when we talking business and hundreds of thousands of dollars, you cannot be late. You cannot forget nothing. You can forget something on a $100 deal. You can't forget hundreds of thousands of dollars. Anyway, she's horrible. But when it's time to sell my house, if she's selling every other house on the block and she's getting more than what any other, I'm going to deal with her. Money's money. All money green. Anyway, I was chilling the other day. She posted the house. The house across the street from me, across the street and then to the right. So we watched these houses get built. The house is three beds, two baths. House suck, like man. You couldn't buy. I couldn't use your money to buy. I would never live. The, the The floor pan is disgusting. It just looks horrible. I hate any house that puts carpet in the dining room. Like stop. So it. you want me to eat Sunday dinner in the dining I'm room? I'm gonna drop on, my piece of chicken on the, the floor carpet, with, the hot, right? with the hot sauce on it. So that house sold for four hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I don't hit the cash button. <laughs> It sold for four hundred and sixty thousand U.S. dollars. Half a million. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the home buying process, when you sell or purchase a home, they go off the comps in your area, which is the competition comparable houses. So for starters, humble as possible, that house ain't even in my category. It's three beds, two baths. I got again. Say, Say it again. Come on, man, stop. You make me feel like I'm trying to stop. No, no, nah, nah, we just being real. All right. Respectfully, I got four beds, three full baths. Three full. And you, a, me, you, and Oos take a shower at the same time in the different bathrooms. Yeah. And I got the bonus room. It's big enough to be a bedroom with no closet. So four beds, three baths, full size bonus room. Hold on. What happened if I walk downstairs? <laughs> if you got 10 kids You can fit in this house It's 1800 square feet Of unfinished basement But I ain't finishing that I might though the Lumber's going back down Y'all check out the stock market Keep an eye on that Lumber's going back down I may finish that But So long story short The house across the street Is 460 Three beds Two baths I paid 330 for mine Five We're just going to keep saying Five beds I'm not going to say The bonus room Five beds Three full baths Basement Yeah Full basement all of them come with a full basement. We're in the Northeast. But five beds, three baths, 3.30, January 2021. Three beds, two baths, August 2021, going for 4.60. So when, when they do the comparables, if I was to sell my house today, I'm looking at about 5.10, 5.20. Easy. Yeah. That's, that's not even arguing with anybody. So right now I got a hundred and. I would just say, let's just be 100000 in equity. What does equity mean? Because a lot of You tell me, man. Equity is your favorite word. <laughs> equity is actually a favorite word of one of my colleagues. That's <laughs> your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> he's colleague, man. He's trying to act out brand new talking about colleague. Man, that's your cousin. Um, but what does equity mean? Equity. Um, in the easiest way so possible. So just pull it up. 
Oh, yo, we read, pull it we, up. We read out the phone. I'm going to tell you right now, Nip said it best. Equity is owning something inside the, the situation. So a lot of you rappers, a lot of you, anybody trying to start anything, don't take advances. Get equity into the company. All right. We're going to read it straight off Google. Straight it off. Read it off. The value of the shares issued by a company, um, the value of a mortgage property after deduction of charges against it. So basically, uh, how I'm break this down the easiest way possible? It's really profit. Yeah, it's honestly, what, it's what you own, what you own within the company. Yeah. So when a company gives you an advance, they're basically saying like, "Hey, Chris, you have a hot single. We think you're going to be hot. Here's thirty thousand dollars. And what do you do when you get that thirty thousand dollars? You buy a chain and a car, and you look stupid." When you buy equity into it, no matter if your records flops or drop, you're going to get profit from that company because you own stake within that company. So with the equity in my home, I owe three and some change. It's worth five and some change. So I have $120,000 of equity in the house that if it sells today, that's going to be cashed out. That's today. Now, Ho said, I brought some artwork for $1 million. <laughs> Two years later, that's worth $2 million. Now so, it's making sense. Is it making sense to y'all? I hope it is. So my goal is this, because I can't wait to get this to my children. Shout out to Jayla Amani. That's her name today. But uh, that house is her house, right? My plan is when she's, I said by the time she's 18, it's going to be worth the meal. I think it's going to be there a lot faster. If it's already, because you got to look at what I just seen. I just seen this yesterday. The house that across the street that's not even a comparable to me, but it's going to be in a comparable it's 460. I know I'm at at least 500. And it ain't even been a year. And what's that word they've been using lately? Would it start with an I? I don't even know. Inflation? Inflation? Yeah, sure. Whatever they call it. <laughs> I call it checks. So I'm leaving Delaware in about two years, which makes baby girl two to three years old. Roughly, my house is going to be about 650, 700 in two, three years. So I'm going to ask her at three, what you want to do, baby? You want to take this 300 and walk or you want to hold on? What would you do? What would Chrome do? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah, it's, it's dependent on my, on, honestly, it'd be dependent on my situation. If I'm in your situation, I'm going to let it ride. In my situation, I'm going to take my 300. Boy, if you was in my situation, you don't know me. If I was in your situation, I'd probably take my – let it ride because, you know, when you, when you, when you follow the process, when you, when you don't have no bills, it don't matter. If you get in that, you get in that jam, it ain't, it ain't nothing. As far as my situation, you know, trying to get to that point, I'm going to take that profit and pay off everything, and then I'm going to go back to the drawing board and make that same move again. I know somebody who did that before. Did it, did it go well or go wrong? You're looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That, and, and, you know, it's crazy because, like, everybody in Ohio, oh, you should have held on to that house. It was go, And I knew it was going to do numbers. But you got, all right, so look at it this way. Let me. I really want to. Who said when I put them numbers out, it'll get real interesting. I paid 189 for 1735 July of 2017. I sold. 1735 in November of 2020. Yeah, November 2020 for 255. So it went from 189 to 255. So I got about 50 and some change in equity, right? 
That was a three-year span. Now, granted, in my heart, I wanted to cross it over to the 15-year mortgage because of COVID, interest rates extremely low. I wanted to cross it over to the 15-year mortgage, rent it out for 15 years. I forgot about it. Not to cut you off, but we ain't even talking about interest rates. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wanted to flip it over to the 15-year mortgage, rent it out for 15 years. Obviously, at that moment, I had... uh, I got eight years, nine years left. So roughly around 15 years from now, it put me about 45. At that time, 44, 45. I wanted to flip it to the 15-year mortgage. I wouldn't have made no money monthly off the rent, but I would have been able to pay it off at a 15-year time frame, which would have mean I would have had a paid-off house in Ohio at 45. But I wasn't in the situation I'm in now, and I, it was my it was my stimulus check. Yeah, I get my own stimulus. Sumer stimulus. Super I stimulus. I don't need. I don't need Biden or Trump. <laughs> I get my own stimulus. Hustle. Hustle stimulus. Hustle inflation. But yeah, so everybody, because that's what people do. You should have kept that house. If I was you, I'd have kept that house. You should have rid it out. Everybody got something to say, but they don't know my situation because I didn't ask for prayers on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But that that situation bought me out of my bad habits and everything that I did wrong on the way to financial freedom. You see what I'm saying? So, I ain't mad about selling that joint. That joint gone. The joint, it, it ain't. It, it didn't. I ain't gonna use the word save, but it it puts you on the right track. Right track is an understatement. Somebody dropped that Drake. Life's good, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you I would envi- you envisioned it though. And I would tell you that part, man. It take a lot to see a dream. Um, I gotta find that little clip from ET the uh, hip hop preacher, hip hop preacher. Because when it comes to the dream, you gotta see the dream, you gotta feel the dream, even when it's not tangible. You can't reach out and touch it. You gotta. I seen that, bro. I, I and I promise, I put that on everything. You know, I sat in the truck like. I looked at my money. I said, "Yo, mind you, if you've been listening, I had just come off making one hundred twenty thousand a year for like four years straight, so." <laughs> At that time, I'm like, "Ooh, I'm in trouble." I had ten thousand in the bank cash, right? The closing costs cost me like eighty five hundred to get that house. We ain't talk about closing costs yet. They don't even know what that's that what is. That's what I'm saying. We can't even. We, we got to call. They got to call us for digging in that deep. But you think I had ten thousand left? And this is what I'm talking about: sacrifice. Because nobody don't like to sacrifice. Everybody want to get rich without putting nothing in. Well, we saw the labor pains, right? I had ten thousand U.S. dollars left in my savings account. My my checkings probably was in the negatives. I don't even remember. I wrote that check for eighty five hundred, which left me for twenty five hundred. I sacrificed all that because I said this joint gonna pay off in three years. Because my job that I was doing recruiting, I knew I was leaving in four years, so I knew I was only gonna be there four years. So, love, hate, whatever, I'm moving. Whatever happens, I'm gonna get that money. And that was my mindset. So I, I spent I, I, in necessity because if you had ten and you only got twenty five left, you, I spent my last. Like, all right, I'm gonna at least put this in myself because I know I'm gonna still drink henny. I know I'm gonna still have some fun. Best thing I could do is try to put myself in a position to at least get something back. If I only got ten, twenty back, that's still better than nothing. Because when win. you rent, you don't get nothing back. Nothing. Yeah. So I did that, man. When it paid off, man, it was a celebration, man. We went to a steakhouse. I ain't never spent that much money at a steakhouse. Right, a good time. Um, but now let's flash forward though. That took me three years to build fifty thousand in equity. Right. So let's go back to what we were saying earlier. I haven't been there a year yet, and I'm up one hundred and twenty in equity. Make the right move. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm, I, I honestly, 
This I'm, is this is organic. This is real I'm just saying humble as possible. Yeah, anybody can do this. I'm saying humble as possible. This ain't a guy that's an athlete or a rapper or you know making a hundred thousand a year as a doctor. You know what I'm saying? It's a guy that just a regular regular cat who yeah. was just able to do it. And my bro, shout out CB. My bro asked me. He said, "I told him the, the situation because I walked outside this morning. I didn't think it was real. I walked outside to look at this house to say there's no way somebody paid four sixty for this house." I literally walked outside like, what am I missing? This house trash. He's like, so somebody came to you right now with that money. Would you sell your house? Like, no, I have nowhere to go. If I sell my house, then I got to pay somebody the tax to move in. But I say all that to say, in my heart, I want to rent it out when I leave. I'm already up 120. So in three years, I might be up three, 400. If I'm up three, 400 in two, three years. Cash me out. <laughs> Hold on. That's all you going to hear. And they're going to have to give me two checks to cash them checks. And look, and this is the beauty of it. Regardless of when I sold or when I didn't sold, my daughter, she's a 10000 there now. She's still in the womb. She's still in the oven baking. If I do that in two, three, she's going to be a three-year-old 100000 there. Yeah, and, and that's what it's all about, right? Um, we're going to have an episode oh, about this. I gotta give I gotta give myself a round of applause for that because I don't think they heard me. Everybody want to talk about generational wealth, changing up the the landscape for their children. Right now, right now as we speak, August fifteenth, my daughter and I do the October twentieth. She has a bank account with ten thousand U.S. dollars in her name. I ain't even started investing for her yet because she don't have a social yet to put it under custodianship. We ain't even gonna jump in that today. She has 10, she's a 10,000 there and she's negative two months. So when I leave Delaware, cause I'm going to leave, I, my job's going to push me. I have the potential of moving. Now if I get 300, she ain't going to get all of it. I don't like her like that. <laughs> <laughs> but she has the potential of being a hundred thousand heir at three years old, two to three years old. So that gives me 15 years to make her a millionaire. So you can talk about your inflations, you can talk about your president, Democrat, Republican, COVID, COVID-33, COVID-19, whatever. At three years old, $100,000 in her name, not my name. Because I still got 200 that I'm going to have some fun with. Going to buy me a Chevelle, probably a Tesla. You know what I'm saying? She's going to be 100000 up at three years old. I mean, if I don't do nothing right, she's going to be scraped. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's what it's all about, right? So we got to, we're going to speak on this on another episode, but we're going to call it, probably call it Silver Spoon, right? Everybody, you know damn Silver Spoon over here. Yeah, she dealing with platinum. Yeah, it's like this <laughs> this negative connotation, right? That, oh, you need to, you, like, we don't set our kids up for nothing. You know, all other races, right, they build a foundation, they pass it down, they pass the family business down, their kids have something to step off of. And we got this idea that if you ain't get it out the mud, then you don't deserve it. If your parents helped you, then you ain't you ain't get it right. And all this, all this and that jazz. Nah. Listen, I walked in the mud that my daughter gonna get it out today. I tell you what, that's a five hundred thousand dollar mud. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best mud I ever step in. Yeah, if you if you ain't leave your kids nothing, you really you really did it wrong. But the thing is, too, is when we talk about generational wealth and all that is that we used to not crack on people. We didn't. People do. 
if you had anything other than the bare minimum, then you you was you was rich. And, nigga, the goal is to be that way. So why is that not the goal? Now I'm gonna tell you right now. Lil Hustler gonna be a hustler now. Yeah, yeah. She 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 ain't gonna know she five hundred thousand up. She gonna still grind like she ain't got nothing because that's how I'm gonna raise her to be. Yeah, it's a difference between raising them right and then like but when setting she, them up right. You know, when what she I'm saying? hit eighteen and say she want to go to college. Say less. I'm gonna tell her no. She gotta go to work for college. She ain't gonna know that I'm gonna pay for it out of her own money though. I ain't think I'm gonna save my damn money for her to go to college. I mean, we, that's that's for another episode. See, that's what black people do. You think okay? You talk about all right. We gonna get off this one in a minute. You talk about the GI Bill. You can transfer it to your kids. Did they go to war? <laughs> Shit, I went to war. That ain't for her. That for me. But anyway, hundred thousand up at four years old is a, is a, is a big. That's huge. Bro. I won't say I did it. I won't say I figured it all out overnight. I just made certain moves that I thought for me. Her being up ten thousand at three would have been enough. But to potential like. And if I hold on to that house and rent it out, if I even rent it out the entire time that she's growing up, because the other plan is if I if I say I want to hold on, the other plan is to hold it and let her do what she want to do when she turns 18, which means somebody's going to pay the rent the entire time. Now, somebody else paid off a home for her. We're going to have another episode on this, but if I put her out at 18, well, damn, she's living good. That's a nice ass house. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the mistake that we make, right? Put him out at eighteen and don't have him set up. He don't even he ain't give him nothing. So if you put me out at eighteen, and you put me in that house. You good? I'm gonna you, figure it out. Yeah, or I'm gonna sell it and get money. So it's the variables that we got to go through. But I would want to say that if I kicked her out at eighteen, she would be set up. And if she fed up, it's on her. Yeah, because at forty nine fifty, me and Bree gonna be living our best lives again. Mm-hmm. I'll be in my Corvette with gray braids. Yeah, but um, house buying. I mean, that kind of went off the topic of because we can't really discuss specifically buying yeah, a house until we no consultation. Yeah. Tap in. We can talk about your situation. We're gonna pull out all the numbers, the ins and outs. Shout out to anybody I ever gave information to with houses. I don't know a lot, but when it comes to real estate, man, I just really got a knack for it, and I can pretty much predict the market. I don't have I been wrong when it came to houses. I don't think I've been... Listen, listen. <laughs> we can say this is humble if possible, right? If you listen to this episode, if you listen to G talking and you don't think that he know what he's talking about and you're not going to book a t- consultation if you want to buy a house, then oh well, so be it. Right. It, ain't, it ain't nothing else to talk about. I, I just know houses, bro. It's something about the housing market and the real estate market. I just study it. And I can't tell you what to study, but what I look at is the growth around the house what is the potential of that area? So, like, right now where I live at, it will be a very long time before the development is finished, which means that farmer may sell more land, which means more houses may be built. And as of right now, I'm, I'm already at 330, and the going housing rate is 500. So you don't even got to look far for houses when you compare mine to another one. You figure three years from now, the house is going to be six, 700. thing about it is the prices are going to get higher, the dollars are going to get lower, and people are going to make less. I mean, it is what it is, man. Shout out to Jayla Hustle, man. She better better know she coming to a world full of hustlers. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have a part two to this episode, but we're going to let y'all go today. Uh, hustle pre- Smarter, baby. Hustle Smarter Lounge. Uh, just hustle pre- Smarter Lounge. You just talking. I am just talking, but it's okay. It is the Hustle, hustle Lounge. Lounge podcast starring Graham Hustle, hustle and Hustle Gang Chris. And we are... 
Hustle Smarter. There you go. Hustle Smarter LLC. Check go. the link. Consultations. Buy your T-shirt. Type in Soul Food Sunday every other Sunday. Every other Sunday. It might at this time. It may be going crazy, man. Yeah, we gonna we gonna we appreciate everybody tuning in, man. We out of here. Um, you know that that that's really it, man. Y'all have a good day. This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge podcast. We'll catch you next time.